I'm feeling pretty good, Jim. Good, Thanks. good, Coach. I, I, and you should. You guys ended the year with just an unbelievable home weekend, um, really uh, setting a few records in the process, playing the best uh, I, would th I thought you played all year. Well, I do, too. I think we peaked, and, and uh, I was really happy about that. I, I agree with you. The last two games were, were just, uh, I can't believe how well we played. I mean, we really passed the ball well. We, we defended well. We, we executed a game plan. I don't know what we could have really done better. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the last <laughs> game, we had, you know, 25 assists. And, you know, it's just, you know, you know the, the night after that game, I left to fly to Kansas recruiting. And, mm -hmm. and the next day, my phone was just ringing off the hook with a, a lot of excited coaches because now the, the tournament's over in Hawaii. So all the teams <laughs> get to go to Hawaii. <laughs> they're very happy about that. Yeah, they're, you uh, know, the, the only team that's not happy is San Bernardino, but the uh, rest of the teams all get to go to Hawaii instead of San Bernardino for a week. That's, so that's nice. nice. Yeah, San Bernardino, if anybody's been there, it's not, a, you know, it's, yeah, it's all right. But yeah. uh, Hawaii or San Bernardino, yeah, uh, yeah I, I would choice. They better, they better pat you on the back, man. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they have, better, so that's they, good. Yeah, they better buy you a round or two, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's a lot of, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for them. I'd sure rather go to Hawaii than San Bernardino. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if the last two games are anything of, uh, are a sign of things to come, Coach, uh, you know, especially with younger players that really stepped up. I know you got unbelievable performances Saturday night uh, by Ira Taylor in his final game, by mm -hmm. Bernard coming off the bench, and, um, uh, you know, Rick Fetter was just unbelievable. We'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, Coach, uh, actually, you know, let's talk about that, and we'll get to the other issues that we've been talking on the show a little bit later on, but uh, um, Friday night, going up against uh, Pomona, the number four team in the region, um, you guys go into this uh, with a really good home court, uh, defending it. Only lost twice on the home court, only once in the CCAA um, uh, to, uh, no, twice, to uh, Chico and to Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. So you guys come into uh, the homes, you know, against Pomona, looking pretty good, but they did beat you down in Pomona. And what were your thoughts going into that game? I mean, you, you, you had to kind of be concerned. You hadn't played for four games at home. It must have felt nice, though, being at the, uh, at the Warrior Arena there. Well, it was, but you know, they were a team that we felt we could beat for sure. When mm -hmm. we played them down there, we were we really played horribly. It was the second night we had just been beaten by San Bernardino uh, yeah. decisively the night before, and we were just kind of down. And the first half, we went into the locker room down 20 points, and we just changed our offense. We just went from a motion passing game to you know a three out two in, and we just told Bernard Masut don't leave the low post, and we just told our guards throw it to them and go score. Mm -hmm. And we really outplayed them that second half, uh, score-wise and, and just all over the floor. So even though we lost that game, we, we really left there feeling, you know what, we, should, we could beat these guys. Mm -hmm. and, and because of ourselves and our own first half, we didn't. And it was kind of... Uh, a letdown for us. So we were we were ready for them when they came. I know we felt we could beat them. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you guys really did a nice job, especially in the second half, uh, really building on a lead, 17-point um, advantage at one point. Free throw shooting kind of cost you late in the game, but uh, yeah. a win's a win, Coach. And I know that you could use that as a teaching tool for some of the younger guys. And, and you know, a lot of people say, well, why don't these guys work on free throws? It, it, you know what? You can work on free throws all you want, but until you're in a game situation, it's a totally different situation. I mean, you're running up and down the court, expending so much energy, then you've got to step in the line, stand there while your heart's pounding out of your chest, and take free throws. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we do work on free throws. But, you know, yeah, Jim, yeah. some guys work on free throws harder than others. That's true. And those are usually guys that make the free throws. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like anything else. You know, we have guys that stay after practice, that come in on their own time and, and, and get extra work, mm -hmm. and they really work on free throws. And, you know, it, you know, if you if you work at something, your, your chances of being good at it, of course, are a lot better. And, and so we've had guys that we, of course, want on the line because, you know, they feel confident because they know they put the work in. 
And, uh, of course, that's who you want to get fouled, but it, it doesn't always work that way. Absolutely. Well, after the victory against Pomona, I was thinking, uh, me and Brian Vanderbeek of the Vanessa will be sitting there on Saturday uh, right before the game, and we're, you know, right after the women's game, when, and we're sitting there thinking, all right, well, this might be a long night for my Tripshire's team. Mm-hmm. This might be a long night. Burries is coming in. They just lost. And I remember talking to you before the game, and you said, you know what, I wish they would have won last night because then they might come into here thinking, oh, well, well, we got it locked up. We got the number scene locked up. Let's just, right. let's just kind of run through it. But you know what? They played. They didn't play bad at all but you guys really just shot the lights out in the first uh you know first five minutes and set the tone for the ball game right we just got the shots we wanted you know and Mm -hmm. then they were going in and you know that you're right that was a game that i was really worried about because you know they had just lost to bakersfield they had to beat us to get the the home seed to have the ncaa first rounds at, at their gym and so they had a lot to play for um you know and well, we really didn't i mean other than just you know play for pride and and see if we could beat the number one team in the region and, you know, a lot of teams at that point of the year will just kind of, you know, throw in the towel and not mm-hmm. really care and yeah. just try to get their own shots or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, I just challenged them before the game, and I said, you know what, this is I've been saying this all year. I don't feel there's a team that we're going to play all year that we can't beat if we play the way that we're supposed to, right. supposed to play and execute the way we know we can. And we did it. And, you know, I thought Bernard McIntosh was so unselfish. Was so many times the ball came into him and they were double and tripling him and he found the right guy and that guy hit the shot. And so, you know, 25 assists in that game has to 29. be... 29. Or 29. 29 yeah. assists. That, that has to be a record. And, you know, we had guys play their best game of the year that game. And, and I think they just you could just see the confidence going in them. You know, I thought we got an early lead and I thought, yeah, well, we'll see if, you know, if we can hang on to this. And... You could just see in their eyes, you know, that they were really, really feeling they could win this game. And, you know, a, a sign of a good team in San Bernardino, uh, granted, you guys shot very well in the, in the mm-hmm. first half, 50, 55% of the shots. They were sticking around, though. They would go on little runs, oh, you yeah. know. You guys, it was it was a fun game to call because you guys would get, you know, 6-0 run on, then they'd come back, score five in a row. It kind of it kind of teetered, but never in the game did they take the lead and i thought that was important in terms of uh you know like you said the, the confidence factor there you guys held the lead they never took the lead on you and for the number one team uh, you know in uh, in this league the number one team the, the champion of the ccaa for uh, what four years in a row right. they did not take the lead and i think that that was that was a big part of the game for you guys yeah it's the worst they've been beaten in five years yeah. so that was a, that was a big thing but you know who would have ever thought that you know we're starting a new lineup rick fetter started his first game of the year and mm-hmm. he just was phenomenal <laughs> Phenomenal, and you know he, what a great building block for the future. You know yeah. for himself, and you know he's a true testament to finally being able to, to take freshmen. You know that that have played a year, that redshirt year, now played another year. Rick's got two great years ahead of him, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's been in our system now three years, and so. You know, he's a guy that could really, really be an impact player for us. I know he's feeling really good going into the off-season conditioning. I remember talking to him after the game, and by the way, Rick Fetter, 24 points, career high for him, 11 for 12 from the field. Just an absolutely deadly shooting display. Three three-pointers as well. And you mentioned Bernard. A lot of those passes from Bernard in the post getting double and triple team were out to wide-open shooters right. like Rick Fetter, who was knocking him down. Skyler hit a few threes as well. And, uh, you know, I talked to Fetter after the game. Like I said, Coach, 24 points. And I said, hey, is this, you know, this kind, of, this kind of opportunity doesn't come very often. A lot of guys squander these kind of things. You didn't squander this. What were your thoughts before the game? He said, you know, I was a little nervous, 
but he said I was ready for it. You know, I've been I put my time in. I've wanted you know I I do it on defense. Defense is where I really want to improve on. He goes because mm-hmm. you know I know I'm not an <laughs> offensive scorer, Jim. I know I'm not going to score 24 points a game uh, in my you know junior and senior seasons. I know I'm going to get points mostly off of transition buckets or steals. And I think he's got the right mindset. Yeah, he does. You know, and then he's not only is he starting, but he's starting against a two-time All-American in Garden, Bobby Burry. That's not hard. Bobby had a huge game too. <laughs> you know, and that's what I said to him. I go, Rick, you know what? We're going to find out what you can do. We just we'll put you on the best player in the league and and we'll see how you do against he's like, the best. Thanks, team. coach. Yeah, but you know what? He just you know, he's up to the challenge. Yeah. Just I just had a blast sitting there watching him. You know, yeah, it was really amazing. fun to watch. You know, and and, and Rick seems like he's a, a pretty coachable kid too and well uh, he's know, very coachable and we'll he's, talk about that yeah. a little bit more coach because uh, i'm definitely get your, gonna get your thoughts on what we we're talking about earlier about college athletics but right. you know another guy who played his last game for you ira taylor who i think had uh, just an absolutely amazing year this year uh, ever since that san francisco's game where he had those what nine ten turnovers mm-hmm. uh, he just turned it on and finished the year i think in number two in assists in the league uh maybe challenged for that number one spot with his 10 assists a uh, triple double for ira on his uh, on his final game as a warrior uh in recruiting him you knew you were getting a solid point guard mm-hmm. his decision making improved through the season and uh, really he started to play well uh later in the year talk about his maturation and 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 about his game on saturday night well you know point guard is probably the toughest position to have to play because you have to learn everything and, you, and, you, and there's a lot of responsibility on you with the ball in your hands all mm-hmm. the time it's you know obviously the quarterback position on a basketball court so uh, I really felt he had a good year. I mean, he, he really improved. Like I said, his decision-making was one of the things that uh, he's not that gifted physically. Mm-hmm. He's not very quick. He's not, you know, he's not very strong, not a great shooter, but he's, he's decent at everything. Yeah. And what we told him was, you know, you have to mentally be prepared to play the, the way that, that your body will respond. In mm-hmm. other words, don't put yourself in positions that you're not going to be able to get yourself out of. Just be solid, make great decisions. And like you said, after that game at San Francisco when he was really, really, you know, basically almost cost us the game with seven turnovers down the stretch and technical fouls, and mm-hmm. he, he really responded after that. And I think he just took that as a challenge, you know, and said, you know what, I, I can't make these mistakes again. And, and he didn't. He played very solid the rest of the year. I mean, and, and uh, we're real happy about that. Well, Mike, uh, 99 to 82, you guys had a chance to get 100 points, and I thought it was very classy that you guys didn't go for that because you didn't have to take a shot at the end. And uh, I mentioned that on the broadcast. You know, I, I was yelling, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah, you know, please. and I was the only one saying not shoot. I just wanted to see what our team would do. Uh-huh. I mean, I really sat there going, Let's, let me see if these guys are going to show that type of class and yeah. not and they did. try to go get a dunk or something. And they did, and I was very pleased with I, that. I, I remember Bernard was down underneath, and he had a chance, and I right. was just like, you know what, just, just kick it out. He did. He threw it back on top to Ira, and Ira held the ball. And I thought that was a lot of class there. I do, uh, too. Coach, nobody's done it all year. Uh, Pomona and San Bernardino back-to-back, uh, you know, that, that definitely helps you in recruiting. I can mm-hmm. imagine being able to tell, uh, tell a possible recruit, well, you know what, you want to play for a team that's going to win, uh, you want to play for a team that can compete against the better teams in the best Division II conference in the world, in the in the nation. We're your, we're the team for you. Exactly, and and you know we we lose quite a few guys this year, which is you know not a great thing, but it's a great thing in the sense that we have a lot of scholarship money available yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going into this recruiting season, we're going to be able to sign quite a few good players because we have the the scholarship money available now. I mean, we're not going to get any new scholarship dollars. We've already been told that which I'm disappointed about, but on the other end, we, we have good scholarship money available because of graduating seniors. We mm-hmm. graduate five guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
four of those guys will actually walk through a graduation line. So I'm really pleased about that, too. That's very good. Coach, i got to ask the question. Um, I know that uh, some people are, are, you know, asking themselves why why this happened, but uh, why no senior night for these guys? Why, not, why didn't you honor uh, Taylor McIntosh and Davenport and, and the other seniors on this team? Well, I think that's just, you know, blown a little out of proportion. Uh, it was something that was not talked about. You know, the athletic director came to me a week prior and said, uh, hey, the president would like to uh, maybe do a senior night this year. And I said, oh, okay, fine, no problem. That was all we heard about it. Mm. Then later on in the week, just before the game started, I was, I was told that the president wouldn't be there. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you know, do you still want to do senior night? I said, you know, I... I don't care. I've never done senior night. If you want to do it, do it. I, I don't have any 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 uh, feelings which way or another. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. It was such a non-issue. We were just concentrated on playing the game. Right. And I thought we had some team unity problems early. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to call attention to anybody right now. I want to go in as a team and try to win these games. And you know, to, and to be honest a, with you, coach, I think that that uh, you know that winning the game is probably is better. I mean, well, that's I mean, what I'm thinking. They, they I'm sitting go there out, going, you know they what? They go out as seniors, winning the number one team in the region, well, and possibly you know, a team I that thought. can make a run for the championship. You that's know? exactly what I thought. I, yeah. you know, and there was another. Uh, you know, we had a senior that was uh, a great kid in our program for two years, mm-hmm. and was actually suspended for two games uh, on a bad decision on his part. Right. And I felt really uncomfortable going out there with a couple seniors and not him there in the stands. I, I, I just did not want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I told the, 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 the couple guys, look, this is, this is a very delicate situation for me. I really cared about this kid also. And, I, you know, I just, at the, I just made a spur-of-the-moment decision just saying, you know, uh, let's just go play the games. Mm-hmm. And I said at that point, if you if you think we should have it, and you want to do it, fine, do it. Overrule me. You know, it, it, to give you a chance, I don't think it's I don't think it's you not caring about your players. It's just it's it's you focusing on a game. It's you wanting to get the focus on the players. Um, it's a uh, talk about that. It, well, you it's know, really, it's you really love, ironic you, because you they wanted players, to do right? senior night on Friday night. Uh-huh. Well, Sharon Turner Dean did not want to do senior night on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And for, obvi- or for obvious reasons, yeah. she's playing It's a must-win game. Must-win game, yeah. Do you think she wants to have any distraction before she plays Pomona of Absolutely all people? Absolutely not. So no. she overrode that. So, I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, last year we go up to Sonoma State when they're passing out roses to their players, and we waxed them up there at Sonoma. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a uh, situation where you... Uh, you know, you're trying it, it to is, it's a, it's disrespect a, it's a anybody. It's, yeah. a, it's just a situation where you say, you know what, let's let's just let's win these games. Let's let our focus be on that. And it's not that you don't appreciate your players, right? I mean, it, well, it's, you. I mean, you appreciate what Jeff Davenport meant to the program. You appreciate, I appreciate what Bernard what did. What every kid has meant to our program. Right. I appreciate Jeff Davenport's efforts, Ira Taylor's efforts, Ray Ray, who basically did not get the minutes. The other guys did, but really worked his butt off for mm-hmm. a couple years. And he played well for you when he did he get into this year, especially. He played great off the bench. And then you get a guy like Bernard McIntosh who comes to a totally foreign area. He yeah. has a lot of, uh, you know, he has a daughter back home. He comes in here, really stays, you know, true to the program, works harder than any player I've ever coached, and has a great year for us and helps us build this program to the top. And one so of his best How can I not yeah. have nothing but a lot of love for these players? Exactly. And I, and I know Bernard had one of his best games on that last final game, I mean, against the best oh, yeah, competition. Exactly. And, he, you know, uh, I can't tell you what a great kid he is and what a pleasure it's been to coach him.
Coach, a few more questions for you. Uh, early on the show, we were talking about co- the mentality of a college athlete. Now, you played college basketball. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you, first off, when you played? Uh, as an athlete yourself, coming into a college situation, um, what was the attitude like by the players in regards to the coach and the style of the coach? Uh, well, I think things are a lot different 20 years ago yeah. you know, than they are now. I think that... Uh, you know, there's more focus on, I think there's more focus on college athletics. I think a lot of these kids are very misguided in, in what their true aspirations should be. To me, the biggest thing I see, it's not about graduating from college anymore. It's about, oh, can I get to Europe? Or, uh, you know, do I have a shot at the NBA? Or, uh, you know, you know how, how are you going to, you know, how am I going to be seen? Or how am I going to be, you know... Uh, in the newspaper and these types of things, and, right. and I have such a big problem with that. It's you know, to me, we tell these guys every day, you're you're here to graduate. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you're, you know, we stress that and stress that and stress that over and over. And I just see over and over again attitudes more concerned with themselves than team efforts. And and you know, I heard Rick Barry the other day say it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's talking about how. You know, some of these players that are making $100 million, you know, and they're bitching and complaining that their team's not winning a championship. But yeah. they're also not giving up maybe $10 million, so they get 90 to go sign a guy that can help them win a championship. And, you know, Rick Barry's biggest thing was he, he the things he remembers the, the most are his world championship teams and the players that he got to play with. And those are things 20 years later that he remembers a heck of a lot more than winning scoring titles and everything like that. And I just don't know how you can get kids to believe that that is probably the most important thing, and it's the thing that they'll take with them the longest. Those 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 uh, players that go to a team, and I and I brought up examples like Arizona with Lou Olson, and and I brought up Tubby Smith and Mike Shashevsky, some of the best coaches in the in in the game. They yell, they scream. Uh, your style, coach, is no secret. People know if they go to the games, they hear you. You're on your players, and you know what? You're the same way in practice, and and that's why I don't mind it. Well, that's what we've, you know, that's what we've talked about. You know, I have a great assistant coach and and Dave Kanishiro, and, and we talk about this all the time. And, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's always been my style of coaching. It's it's the kind of coaching that I, uh, I guess, responded to well. I had great coaches. Mm-hmm. I was very very lucky. I had great. I had a great high school coach. I had a great junior college coach. A great four year coach. I've had, you know, I played for guys in the pros. Norm Ellenberger was probably one of the toughest, Mm -hmm. you know, Bobby Knight's assistant. And those guys, you know, they always told me, every single coach I ever told me, uh, always told me, you better worry when I don't talk to you. And you better worry when I don't get on you because if that's the case, and I learned that early on. You know, I had parents who uh, had no problem getting in my face when I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that today and I think, thank goodness I did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. I, you know, college athletes now, I, I, I firmly believe, Coach, they are in it for themselves most of the time. And, and like I said, I, I brought up Kentucky and Arizona. That's why they're number one. There's no secret because they buy into the system. Chuck Hayes over at University of Kentucky. You think Chuck cares about uh, scoring 10 points a game, getting 10 boards a game? No. Yeah. If, it you know what's the funny? if it helps they're, they're the team run, win, they're going to rub run Tubby Smith out of town last year. I know. It's, it's horrible. Right. Well, because he's got a group of kids this year that believed in what he's doing. Exactly. And you and get they, a kid coachable. like Chuck. We all know what a great kid Chuck Hayes yeah, is. absolutely. And, you know, you don't think he's had a major impact on that program? Oh, he's had probably the biggest impact. Yeah, he set the tone for those guys. Just like you said, you know, it doesn't matter what I score and rebound, but Tubby Smith has said they need him on the floor. And, you know, those are the kind of kids that you win championships with. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I appreciate your, uh, your, your conversation. I know that uh, you didn't have to answer some of those questions, and I appreciate you doing so, okay? Oh, hey, that's no problem, Jim.
Thank hey, you very much for great, coming on our program. Have a great recruiting period. We'll talk to you in a few weeks and uh, just catch up with you, see how the uh, how the recruiting trail's going for you. And uh, keep us updated on if you sign anybody, okay? I will. And another thing, good luck to our women's program. Yeah, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going up to Seattle. I'll be doing the game live on the radio. So uh, They did a great job. Oh, and absolutely. I'm really pulling for them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things, Coach, that people don't realize is that you guys finished the year tied with the same record as the women. But yep. they just did a little bit better in the league play. That's it. Yeah. What can you say? That's it. That's it. They well, did it. There's next year. You got that right. <laughs> Coach, thank you. Thank you. All right. That's Coach Mike Terpstra calling up just a little earlier than usual just because he has an appointment here coming up about two, three minutes. So thanks to Mike Terpstra for answering all of our questions. You want to comment on anything, go ahead. Email me, too. If you can't get in on the program, you want to comment. We will be here tomorrow. No show Friday as I'll be going to Seattle Friday to do the basketball game. 2.30, women's playoff action. All right, so stay tuned for that. Also, stay tuned. Final segment coming up for you next. You want to get in, we do have time to take one or two phone calls. So call me up right now if you want in, you want to come. And what Mike said, go ahead, feel free to do so. My name's Jim Wells. Thanks.